Finnovate showcases cutting-edge banking and financial technology through a global conference series featuring short-form demos and thought leadership. Now, the conversation continues on the Finnovate podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Finnovate podcast. We are continuing our conversations with the best of show winners from Finnovate Fall 2023. And joining me today, we have Alex Machonek, CEO of Wish. Alex, thanks so much for taking the time. Hey, thanks for having me, Greg. Excited to be here. So as you heard me say last week, uh, if you haven't already seen the video of Finnovate Fall, all the demo videos are available on there. You can go check out Wish's demo up there as well and see exactly what the audience responded to. But Alex, for people who haven't seen your demo video, can you start with just a quick overview of what Wish is all about? Sure. So Wish is actually a life insurance company that is focused on helping Americans feel financially protected as they work to become financially independent, just live their everyday lives. And we do that by looking to create really innovative and novel products that touch consumers in different ways and bringing protection, but always around life insurance protection. And we were excited to be at Finnovate Fall and present and highlight a, you know, a really new product we call Life Benefit. Yeah. So, I mean, again, check out the video for the, the full story here, but can you give just a little bit of uh, you know, exactly how does life benefit work? Because I think that's a really important place to start. Their life benefit is a micro life insurance policy that we sell to financial institutions that will be offered to consumers who choose to open up traditional deposit accounts, savings, checking, brokerage accounts that have this benefit. And what happens is as you grow your deposits with that institution, you will also be growing a policy in the form of 1% to 10% of your deposits. So if you had $10,000 in savings and the policy had a 10% life benefit, you would have an additional $1,000 in no-fee life insurance. And if the unfortunate thing were happened to you as the, as the account holder and then you were to pass away, your beneficiary would not only get your $10,000, but they would also get that additional $1,000. And we're excited by this concept and idea because it's allowing consumers to know that as they're building an emergency fund, they have that double emergency fund sitting on the top of it. And there's some additional protection that brings a level of financial well-being to them as well. Yeah, no, I think it's a really cool concept. And just to be clear, it's not something that requires a ton of uh, input from the actual end user, right? It's something which almost kind of happens automatically as they're going through the regular steps that they would go through as they complete their banking process, whether they're opening a new account or moving money around. It's something which is kind of automatically included. Is that right? That's exactly right. There is no opt-in and there's no underwriting. If the financial institution who is offering this benefit to you allows you to open up that account, you automatically get this benefit as well. And then from an implementation standpoint, that's what gets us excited and ultimately is what's getting financial institutions excited as well because it is a very low code effort. You know, To offer this benefit to the consumer, they need to just buy the policy from us. We give them a one-page PDF. They can amend it to the back of their existing contract that the consumer sign and that benefit is valued to them. And that's not unique opportunity. This exists today in the market. In fact, in the credit card space, we see it very commonly. And if you have a credit card that offers expense protection or rental car protection, the same thing is happening. We've just found a way to really bring that experience to the deposit side. And it's been really nice to see how streamlined and seamless it is. 
Now, if the consumer, so if the financial institution wants to display that additional number and show consumers or their members as they're building their deposits, they're growing that life insurance benefit along the way, we have very clean APIs and simple processes to display that information as well. But it is really a stepping stone and it gives flexibility and, and to the financial institutions to decide how deep they want that integration to be. And what we have seen today with our two partners that are live, they've been able to implement life benefit in under 30 days which is, you think about an insurance product, almost unheard of, and it's exciting to see that it's happening as quickly as we've developed it to do so. Yeah, and I mean, it's amazing when you talk about that kind of a timeline. So what is actually happening on the technical side? I mean, obviously, you know, you talked a little bit about there being some similarities with how other products are, are functioning in slightly different areas, but what exactly does happen on that technical side in the background? Yeah, so you know, to be honest, that's the one of the special sauces that we don't go too deep in sharing on calls like this. And you know, one of the things we're excited about is we actually have got a, a provisional patent on the actual infrastructure and technology that we do. But what I can share is that you know, at the simplest idea, it is a one-page PDF that you do apply to your to your to your agreement, and that allows you out the door to start to market and talk about this product. So you can think about from a technical perspective, there almost is no tech altogether. And then when it comes to the other aspect of wanting to dis display what has that consumer earned in the form of actual free life insurance or no fee life insurance, excuse me, we have API set up to make that really a simple one point integration. So technology wise for the fine institutions, the lift is extremely low and it is really dependent on how much they want to talk about or display that information to consumers. And, you know, when we look at it, it, it it depends on what the goal is that the financial institution is trying to solve because life benefit as a whole can help consumers both attract and retain deposits. Yeah, I mean, this is, I think, a really crucial piece. Obviously, the tech around being able to display what's happening to those customers is really important because ultimately there's a massive benefit to those financial institutions who are able to kind of share with their customers exactly what's happening. Can you talk a little bit about some of the you know, findings that you're seeing with your customers in terms of what this does from a customer stickiness standpoint or how they've been able to really effectively communicate to their customer bases the benefits that you're bringing to them? Sure. So let's break it up in two parts. So we'll talk first side on the actual ability to attract. If we look at today's market, you know, interest rates are high, as high as they've been probably over a decade. And it's getting a lot of people interested in opening up new bank accounts and funding those accounts. But today in the market, the average savings percentage that consumers are earning is about 50 basis points. Yet you can get as high as 550 basis points with some of the larger neo banks and some of the more online banks. Why are consumers not doing that? Our stance is because they're not focused on earning interest. They're focusing on financial protection. How are they making sure that they can live their lives to the fullest and that we can bring protection to that story through life benefit? And our research has found that consumers are willing to give anywhere between 15 and 30 basis points up to get a 5% life benefit so that they feel they're more rounded and protected in their experience. It's again, why consumers look at accounts that have life benefit as a double emergency account. Now, if you build off that double emergency count mindset and you were to look at the retain side, it's actually where it was the biggest conversation we had at Finnovate Fall after presenting. A lot of institutions were coming to us saying, hey, we spent millions of dollars and we successfully acquired billions of dollars in deposits, but now we need to figure out how to make sure we retain those deposits so that we're not always chasing on the next interest rate hike. 
And we're able to come in and show them that says, okay, instead of giving them another 10 basis points, or if you're choosing to give them a rate increase, maybe consider showing them that you care about their financial well-being and give them life benefits. Show them that protection matters to them. Start to create that double emergency account. And if you do in the proper way and you fully integrate, that consumer is going to open up their dashboard. And they're not only going to see what their account balance is, and they can see what they've earned in interest over the last 30 days or over the year to date. They're going to see this other really large number that is a life insurance policy. And now when they make decisions about taking money out, because the life insurance policy is a percentage of your total deposits, as you reduce your deposits or your balance, you're also reducing your life insurance protection as well. So now the consumer is seeing two numbers go down. And this creates a behavioral mindset with our consumers. And what we are seeing in market is that our partners today are seeing the percentage of deposits per customer decreasing, slowing down slightly. And our belief is that they're choosing to take that money from other partners. And one of the things we do know in America is that almost 44% of all Americans who save or have deposit account have more than $10,000 split across multiple institutions. So they're in a position where they can make decisions. And by having life benefit, it is kind of deterring them from making the decision to choose our partner institutions to take that money from. And that's really that retain aspect that's getting us excited. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so uh, obviously uh, when you talk about basis points or things like that, consumers don't necessarily see that side of it. They're not thinking about it in that way. But when you have this idea, you know, there's two numbers up here. And if you take it from one, you're taking from the other. Any consumer can see two numbers going down, right? And it just adds that extra layer. Of, well, do I really want to pull this money out of this? Or to your point, can I find another account somewhere else that I can pull from? Because I feel like, you know, there's only one number going down over there instead of two numbers coming down over here. It's It's really interesting. There's also a piece that you touched on that I want to dive into a little bit more deeply. You know, there's a financial inclusion element of this as well, because one of the things that uh, is true here is that this is kind of automatically coming through. This is not something that people have to apply for. There's no health check. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, the the way that you're able to bring a, a bigger group of people into the life insurance space, especially people who might not otherwise be able to play? Yeah, you know, just to set the foundation for the listeners, you know, a few things to point out. Life insurance isn't actually that cheap of a product, you know, even in its simplest term product, which is protecting people for a period of time for X amount of dollars, you're still looking at maybe 10 to $15 a month. So it's still a, a, you know, a financial commitment that you need to be making there. Additionally, if you look at those who are mostly uninsured or underinsured, in fact, there's over 100 million Americans who fit that based off of LIMR, which is the Life Insurance Research and Marketing Association that helps identify these gaps. They fall heavily in the low-income audience as well. And the other factor thing with life insurance is that, you know, underwriting can be pretty intensive, right? We, you know, best, you know, while digital has allowed us to look at ways to using data versus blood or urine to get those answers, it's still looking at data points that, you know, doesn't really give the advantage to low-income individuals, but ultimately they need protection as many, as much as the rest of America does. And that's what makes life benefits so exciting. It took us a year to design this product, but as I highlighted earlier, our purpose is to help Americans feel financially protected. And that means all Americans. And so creating a product that allowed any American who was eligible to open a a deposit account 
getting this product was important to us. And it has been allowed us to design inside the product an ability to do that. And we're proud to know that, you know, our first partner who we partnered with overnight, 300,000 lives got a little bit more protection that they didn't have. Now, some of them might be fully protected, but probably many of them were in that 100 million group that was underinsured. And now we're bringing them a little bit closer to that form of protection so that they know that they're helping their families and their loved ones long-term. It's a massive, massive win for us. It is the most inclusive life product in the market today. And, and the other thing to highlight that people don't know in the insurance space is being innovative in insurance is really difficult in America because insurance is state regulated, not federally regulated. And it requires us to work state by state with different rules and different guidelines to design something that allows us to go national. It's been really tough and it's been a massive win for us. And we're really excited by the hard work of the team. And I'm very proud of my team to do so. And that we know that at the end of the day, consumers can feel confidently that they're getting a little bit more protection while they're focusing on becoming financially independent. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And you think about the number of people who are probably given up on the idea that they could get life insurance for whatever health reasons they might have, or maybe they don't feel like they have enough income to be looking at that kind of a, a product. Um, being able to just sort of say, hey, this happens automatically and being able to flip a switch and say, you know, now there's 300,000 people who overnight have access to this product. And, you know, I'm sure you're right. Probably some of them already did have something, but even people who are you know nominally covered by life insurance probably aren't completely covered right um and, and so i think it's it's one of those things where it's so easy to see the benefits so immediately um and and i especially like the idea that you know you can eliminate the idea of somebody having to come to your house and you know take a blood sample or things like that which is a not super pleasant experience no matter if you're the most healthy person or or not um, but it is really cool to see, you know, the, how, how many people you're opening doors for. So, um, can I just I actually, jump in? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. I'll give you an amazing story that happened at Finnovate Fall in New York was, you know, we were talking to two institutions and they were sharing about how, like, well, who's the customer? Who really wants this product? We're like, everybody wants this product. But to be honest with you, the customer that most resonates with this is individuals between the age of 32 and 40 years old who actually makes over $150,000 a year household income, right? That is looking to bring, you know, protection to their lives. And when we were talking to them, there was two individuals who were worked for, you know, other financial institutions. And the older gentleman turned to them and was like, would you buy this product? Would you want this? And he's like, they're like, yeah, it's amazing. And they were, and he was, he dug deeper and he's like, well, would you go, would you choose this over investing? And they were multiply like, hey, right now we do a little bit of investing. And hey, right now we do a little bit of, of savings, but I'm not even in the mindset of thinking about protection right now or insurance. And the only insurance I have is insurance that I must get because, you know, my home requires it or my car requires it. This allows me to start to check a box that I know I want to be checking that I just can't put myself in a position to do right now. But if it means giving up future interest that I can't see today to gain a benefit that I see immediately making a difference in my life, I'm going to choose that. And it was, it was, eye-opening for the individuals at our booth to hear that story and recognize that protection matters to the millennial audience and they need to find a way to get there. And, you know, that's why I've always been quoted saying that consumers don't hate insurance. 
They just hate paying for insurance. And so when you can give it to them as a benefit, they ultimately create a better connection with you. And if you're a brand trying to build a deeper connection with your members and consumers, there's no better way than showing them that you care about their protection. Yeah. And, and I think I think that maybe 32 to 40 year old who make $150,000 a year is, is maybe a, a demographic that banks are interested in uh, reaching. Just <laughs> you know, it may, yeah. I, I've heard I've heard some rumblings about that, maybe from from time to time. Um, I want to quickly we're coming up on the end of our time here, but I want to quickly just uh, learn more about what kind of prompted you to get into the life insurance space. You know, what, what was the background there behind Wish? So for me, I am fortunate enough to be a serial entrepreneur. I spent the 2010s in fintech, and I really helped and was in that world when robo-advising and other forms of neobanks were coming to life and really changing the landscape. And you know, at the end of the 2010 and 2019, there was a shift and opportunity for me to look at my next problem I wanted to solve. And I just recognized that I had spent 10 years helping people be, become financially independent or giving them tools to feel financially secure, but financial protection wasn't part of that story. It needed to be in that ethos. And I had become a father in that time period. I have twin boys who are seven years old. And so I started to live it as well. And so it became top of mind and one to bring that to the case. Probably the craziest part about this story was I chose to launch a life insurance company in February of 2020. And if everyone knows what happened in March by 2020, and so timing-wise, a little off, don't never want to ask for a pandemic to happen when you're trying to build a business. But it kind of showed me more reality that I was doing the right thing and I was on the right path. And I'm excited to see the excitement behind the products because of the change in our culture and mindset and people recognizing that, you know what? Even if it's a small micro protection, it's still protection and it matters. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's having that right, right out of the gate had to be very validating. So, you know, big picture, what's your long-term ambition for Wish? How, how far do you think you can take it over the next, you know, two, five, 10 years? Pick a, pick a time frame. Definitely. So, you know, ultimately, if you see today's environment, becoming a profitable company is important. Right? We see this in many cases, and this is top of mind, and this is the agreement I've had with my investors, and we're working hard to do that. You know, what does this mean from an insurance perspective? You know, we eventually all become incumbents. Not a bad thing. That means you're a successful insurance company, having a lot of people, and you're able to make profit and stand alone. That's amazing. But if I were to think about my own internal goal, and I look again at our purpose of helping as many Americans as possible, what life benefit allows us to do is touch more lives than any life insurance company can in America, right? The largest life insurance companies that you can think of, right? And you can go through names. They have between three and a half and five million customers. But as I highlighted earlier, Life Benefit overnight helped 300,000 customers, and we're just getting started. So my internal goal is to be able to come to you, Greg, three years from now on Finnovate stage and say, we help 30 million Americans give a little bit of protection. We touch more lives than any other life insurance company in the United States, potentially in the world. And that is extremely exciting to me. And that is kind of the goal we have. And if that leads to profitability and revenue, then that's perfect. That means everything's tying together nicely. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly very ambitious, but I wouldn't bet against you. Um, again, we've been talking to Alex from Wish, uh, best of show winner at Finnovate Fall 2023. I would encourage you to check out the video from Wish and all of the videos from the event. They're all available at finnovate.com slash videos. Alex, thanks again for taking the time. Congratulations and look forward to hearing more from you over the next couple of years. Appreciate it. Thanks for the time as well. 
The Finnovate podcast is produced by Informa Connect in association with Provoke.fm Media. Check out Finnovate.com for information on Finnovate's upcoming shows and to learn how you can get involved. The discount code Finnovate Podcast will save you 20% on tickets to all of our events. And you can email us at info at Finnovate.com for information on sponsoring, speaking, or demoing. Thanks for listening.